Pride Month, y'all. So that can only mean one thing. Let's talk about it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this week's show. Happy Pride to everyone. I am here by myself this week. Um, I did have a guest lined up, but they had to, we had to postpone um, a little bit, but it's okay. We'll have them on in a few short weeks. Um, So yeah, I did want to come and give you a a quick episode this week um, just to talk about a few things that have been going on. So I do want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened in um, to last week's episode. I had my friend Centron join the show and let me tell you, we had a good time. He is just one of those people who always has just the best energy and the the best personality, just so bubbly and bright and fun. And, you know, and we can also have, you know, our deep conversations too. And it was just such a great time. And it's like that every time we're on the phone, we just get on the phone and just kiki and laugh and, you know, really have those also those, you know, kind of serious uh, moments in the conversation too. He gives the best advice. Um, and I just really enjoy, um, you know, being his friend and, and being able to call him my friend. And y'all enjoyed it too, because last week's episode was the highest rated, most listened to show of 2021. So I cannot thank you guys enough. Um, everyone who tuned in, and I can't thank Centron enough for just coming on the show and bringing his, you know, his uniqueness to the show. And I should definitely have him on again because it was just such good energy and such fun to have him on. And, you know, I really do appreciate um, him coming in to the show. And <laughs> there were just so much. Um, I'm just laughing now because the conversation was just so deep. There were parts that that I cut out because we were just <laughs> laughing um, a bit too much. But yeah, we were we had a good time, and you know I really do appreciate everyone who wrote in and just saying how inspiring he was and just how much they love the energy of of the show and you know the things that we brought up about authenticity and journeys that was the theme of of last week's episode was the journeys that we're all on in life and how they can take us in different different directions and you know how we could you know be on we could all have the same destination but just the journey to getting there is what um makes you know life so special and you know you don't there's there's a saying that um you don't need to know where you're going to be headed in the right direction. So that is, you know, one of the things that um, was really important about, you know, us talking about just our different journeys, and our different life paths and how, you know, you may not get there at the same rate as someone else or they started their journey um, a bit earlier than you did or, you know, <laughs> in a, and they started from a different location, but it's all about how you learn and how you grow and how you um, navigate that course um, yourself. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you to Centron. Thank you to everyone who who tuned in and who listened. And you know, I, I am looking forward to you know bringing him back in the future because he is a fun, fun time. Um, our longtime listeners were writing in and they were saying that 
I didn't give, you know, my tens and my, um, I said what I said at the end of the last couple episodes. And the first time I, I forgot, <laughs> honestly, because once the, um, once the drinks hit and again, my friend Alex and I were having a good time that first episode. And then, um, with Centron last week, I, we were just talking so much and we kind of just ran out of time. So I didn't get a chance to do it then, but, um, I did want to, um, kind of talk about some of those. And so, um, this episode is probably going to be one big, I say what I said, um, at the top of the show and intro, I did say that it is pride month and the month of June is, um, is celebrated as pride month around the world. Um, a couple years ago was the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riot in New York. Um, and pride actually kind of started the following year and it was more of a, a protest of what went ha- what happened, um, the previous year. So the Stonewall Inn, which is a gay club in New York, um, was raided by police and people were arrested and, and, um, it was a horrible situation. And out of that grew, um, a lot of the visibility and a lot of the, the LGBT, uh, movement came from that, um, and started as a celebration of, you know, being your authentic self and being able to live freely and, and be treated fairly. Um, but in recent years, pride has taken on a different meaning. And for me, it's a bit upsetting to see the way that, you know, pride has, what it's turned into. And it's, you know, it's frustrating. Um, but there are some pros and cons to it, I guess. I don't know. I'm conflicted because on the one hand, it's like, you know, pride has become very, um, corporate. It's become very, um, monetized and capitalized. And every June you see, you know, every large corporation, they throw up their logo with pride, you know, superimposed with the rainbow background or, you know, they incorporate the rainbow flag into, you know, their Starbucks cups or, or, you know, their banner or something on social media. And it just becomes this thing that you know is going to happen every single year. And, you know, they start early and it's, you go to Target and all the clothes and all the, the everything at the front is just rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. You go to basically anywhere and you know it's just become a thing and it's great that you get the visibility but at the same time it kind of loses a bit of the the message and the the um impact of of what pride should be or what it started as and and what it is now and it kind of sucks <laughs> because when you look at it and you just <sighs> It just becomes one of those things where it's like people throw it up there because they have to, because if they don't, then, you know, they're afraid of, I guess, the backlash and and the social media uproar. Sometimes I would just rather you not because, you know, it, the visibility is great, but then at the same time, you're not really doing much for the cause. And, you know, I kind of said 
a few weeks ago in my I Say What I Said when um, the guy, and I'm forgetting his name now, but he has the um, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man podcast. Um, God, I'm blanking his name. But then he was doing a Lexus commercial. And so it's like when you, and he was using the same messaging. And so it's like when you mix capitalism with activism, then your motives are a bit suspect at this point. And so, you know, those rainbow Legos, are they going to, you know, really impact the movement? Or do I need a dozen donuts um, from Krispy Kreme with rainbow uh, colored icing? Probably not. And like, what is that really doing for the, for the people? Probably nothing. Um, it's great that you offer it, but, you know, at the same time, yeah, I don't, I don't really know like what the purpose is other than them making some money. And then now they have like, what is going on? There's an LGBT cryptocurrency called Dick. Um, and the logo is a pink dolphin and it was supposed to make fun of, so it's like the, you know, the, the cryptocurrency, like, um, Bitcoin and I think it's everything. I can't pronounce it. Um, Dogecoin or Dogecoin, whatever it's called. Um, but this one is, has a bit of a different purpose. So Dick says that they're going to create um, basically a fund where they donate up to um, $100,000 a week, depending on how well this cryptocurrency um, gets valued. So I guess that has a purpose. But, you know, I just... Everything just becomes so commoditized these days. And I think that's what upsets me about being able to, you know, be proud and live and walk in your truth and be able to, um, you know, be accepted. And, and, you know, people really do struggle with that. And they really do have, you know, depending on where they are on their journey, you know, it's a very special thing. But to, kind of just commoditize it and, you know, try to get some money behind it, it really does kind of lessen the impact of the message or the struggle that, you know, we're all going through and we're all dealing with. So I guess for me, eh, I don't know, pride, I don't know, pride is problematic now because even when you go to the parades and I think the last parade I went to was actually in Toronto a few years ago. Um, when you go and you see the floats and it's corporation after corporation after bank after company. They just put up a, you know, they're riding down on a on a float or on a truck or whatever. They put up some logo, um, some rainbow flags and throw out some beads like it's Mardi Gras. And you know, the people who are there, they're there in droves. But you have to think like these companies um, that also counts as like volunteer time. So, you know. Most major corporations have like a a volunteer um it's like a volunteer program, right? So if you volunteer at like a soup kitchen or you volunteer um doing like Habitat for Humanity or something like that, you basically get a, a free vacation day or free vacation hours, you know, PTO. So, you know, if you show up at and do the pride float and for some of them they offer like double time, you know, so it's like those people are really only there because they are going to get some free vacation days after, you know, out of it. So it's like, what is the motive? And like, are people really there for the cause? Potentially, but probably not. 
Um, I work for a very um, large company and we, um, you know, we have like our employee groups. And so I did join the, the LGBT group and we had one of the very first meetings that I attended um, was actually like a, like a coffee hour basically. And so you kind of, everybody logs on and, you know, you kind of have to, you know, do icebreakers and introduce yourself. Um, because I was also very new to the company at that point. And so in the meeting, there were probably like 30 people there, but I guarantee you that three fourths of them were not even members of the community. And it's great to have allies. It is, you know, really great. But at the same time, like their reasoning for being there was just like, oh yeah, you guys throw like good parties or you guys throw good events. Um, so I kind of just logged on to see what the event was going to be. Or it's kind of like when you go to the, well, when we used to be able to go out to the bars, um, bachelorette party after bachelorette party, you know, and it just, just became the space that was created for us is no longer for us. And I think that's what pride is becoming like now um like i said it's good for the visibility but it's also be, be, being like overrun by people who are not in the community i don't know <laughs> can you y'all should write in and let me know your thoughts on pride and and you know how you're feeling about it um this year especially i know things were canceled last year uh because of the health situation and you know a lot of people are really itching to kind of get back out there and do the pride things that they weren't able to do last year, you know, with the like parades and concerts and traveling because a lot of people travel for pride. Like I said, I went to Toronto pride. I haven't really been to the Philadelphia pride, which, you know, with the vaccines rolling out and travel opening up again and, you know, just that sense of, well, we didn't get to do it last year. So we need to kind of make up for it. I do feel like, and maybe it's just me, that things are on a bit of an overload this year. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a bit overwhelming um, right now. And I do feel that, you know, maybe we as a culture or as a group, you know, should probably evaluate or reevaluate um, the direction that Pride is going in and, you know, kind of reassess, like, how much the message has drifted from you know what it intended to be because it's good to have support from allies and organizations and people who can you know kind of fund a lot of these things but at the same time like if you know and this is a horrible analogy but if say black lives matter was to get inundated with non-black people like, how would we really feel about that? Um, if, yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It's June, the, it's very formulaic at this point where the, the companies start to roll out their merchandise. But as soon as June 30th hits or July 1st hits, everything is already gone, you know, like almost immediately. So Another thing that's probably going to happen this month is we'll probably get uh, some um, celebrity coming out. It'll probably be like a 
minor like c-list celebrity so we got um colton underwood the gay the bachelor he came out as gay a few weeks ago which he probably should have waited till june but i don't know when his um netflix show is coming out uh, but that would have been a good rollout um yeah so we'll probably get some c-list celebrity coming out and that'll make you know the headlines and i was watching house hunters last night and they actually had um uh dominique jackson from pose i don't watch pose but um i immediately recognized her on there and i believe that's the first at, at least out trans person that they featured on the show um and so she and her partner were like buying a house in in um upstate new york outside the city so that was i mean that was good to see especially for visibility um and things like that so i do just think that you know pride just needs to probably regroup and refocus i know the there is a big push around like pride 50 a couple of years ago but kind of after that it just you know, kind of fell flat and it's, it just kind of you know went back to what it what it was going to be um also like the, the new york city pride and the new york police department were in a bit of a situation where they basically banned um gay police officers from marching in uniform um i know there are just a lot of um concerns about having police at pride i know even you know toronto pride i keep mentioning but they had an issue where um the black lives matter toronto um didn't want police in the Toronto Pride. And I don't believe they had them. I can't remember um, exactly. But uh, so I know in New York, it was an issue a few weeks ago, but it just, I don't know, maybe it's just, they're not saying the people can't march. They're just saying that they can't march in their uniforms, which they want to, you know, create safer spaces and, you know, not have that, you know, trigger of a, and, you know, someone in police uniform you know, at an event that is supposed to be very, you know, celebratory and, you know, just the the violence and, and the, you know, negative perceptions of police and their actions against, you know, marginalized groups is, um, is important, um, you know, to just be sensitive to, to, to having, you know, people there in, in uniform. So, you know, that's one thing. So, and I get it, I get it. But, but, you know, given that, Pride did start as like an anti-police um, protest. Then, yeah, that that definitely makes sense. They can still march, just not in their uniform. So maybe they'll just have a banner or a float or you know something of that nature. But so moving on to my tens across the board for this week. So this week I am giving tens to Naomi Osaka. She is the 23 year old Grand Slam winning tennis player. She is uh amazing on the tennis court and she is a um a four-time major champion she's number two ranked player in the world and i believe she had another accolade where she either earned the most money last year's athlete i can't remember um the exact wording of it but first she was in the news because she refused to give a an interview um, after her match. Right now, um, the French Open is going on, so she um, she won her match, and then she refused to give an interview um, 
to reporters because you know that's usually like the the typical thing they they play they um you know shake hands and then they immediately go to like a press conference and where they ask them the most ridiculous questions um sometimes and um you know serena they're always <laughs> whenever she wins or you know they have the interview afterwards they were always ask her about you know Meghan markle because they're friends or they would just ask her like just random ridiculous questions and you know the reporters can be a bit misogynistic um a bit racist um in their tone and their coverage and you know again they just ask really dumb questions and so naomi after she won she said that i'm not giving an interview i'm not doing that um because i want to protect my mental health and she was fined Fifteen thousand dollars, I believe, for refusing to give the interview. Which, seeing as how she's like one of the highest paid athletes in the world, that's nothing to her. But um, you had some tennis people like Billie Jean, Billie Jean King. Um, she came out and she was like, you know, basically saying it was almost like a chastising of Naomi because she says, "Well, you owe, you know." you have to be careful with the media and with the press because, you know, they, they're the ones that tell your story and you kind of owe it to them to give them that interview, which, you know, no, you really don't. But, um, you know, following that, you just had like Venus and Serena and, you know, all these other players come out um, in support of, of Naomi and saying that, you know, she's shining a light on, you know, mental health and in the athletic world. And next story that I heard was that she was actually withdrawing from the French Open, like altogether, you know, citing that um, she wants to protect her mental health, that she struggles with depression. And, you know, some of these things like those interviews just um, kind of contribute to that and aggravate that. And, you know, she is doing what she got to do to protect herself. It's basically a power move because you know, to, to just walk away from, you know, something that, you know, not only supports your livelihood, but something that you really love in order to protect your peace and protect your mental health. I'm all about that. So tens for you, Naomi Osaka. Um, it was courageous. It was authentic. And, you know, we wish you the best on, on this journey. So we hope that um, you find that peace and you come back to the court when you're ready. So tense for you, girl. Um, <laughs> that wraps up the show. Quick little episode this week. Um, stay tuned for the next few weeks because I do have some really exciting um, guests and interviews coming up. So stay tuned and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.